Well, well, well. What a wonderful day, huh? Welcome, everybody. And, yep, it is me, Kevin Gaither. And this is the Rural Requiem. It's a short one today, hopefully. But, you know, I can be pretty long-winded in some of my stories, right? Well, it has been a pretty exciting week. I have, um, I just... Sometimes amazed at what um, happens. You just never know. But today's an important issue that I'm bringing up, and we're kind of, um, you know, been embedded in some of these really local issues. And this is something I think affects many people throughout this whole state, probably much larger area. Uh, could be the entire country. But um, uh, it's something I've noticed. I mean, I always am listening to people and hearing their stories and, uh, and taking note of things that maybe a lot of other people just don't pay attention to and keep in their mind, right? I'm always asking questions when certain things keep popping up, especially, you know, especially like conflicts like with schedules and especially when we're talking to anyone that served our country. You know, uh, you want to take particular note of anything that keeps popping up there because those kinds of issues should be, there should be people addressing them on a much higher rate or frequency. But what I've often found uh, is that it's quite the opposite case, that a lot of people will go in and listen but they don't actually hear. Uh, they don't hear at least what's important. And um, you have to really, you know, work to get some of this stuff out of um, veterans and people work, you know, because um, they don't like complaining. They don't. Um, and we'll get to this. So, um, but let's just start. And I titled this um, earlier as like National Guard shouldn't sacrifice education to serve a schedule. And, uh, right. So let's go. For some reason, and it defies common sense to me, university and college schedules in Illinois have long ago broken with the National Guard training schedule. I can't believe I'm the first person to ask some of these questions. 
but it's simply my nature to do so when it feels as if something unjust is taking place. Now, and I don't think any malice is at work here. You know, sometimes these bureaucratic changes, you know, take place, which can be as glacial as they are negligible to the human eye. But they also can be quite disruptive in ways wholly unforeseen. You know, that's the problem with a lot of changes that take place is that uh, one little change here may not do much to the people that are doing that little tweak, right? Because like, oh man, I get this little this little perk that really doesn't, you know, you don't think it affects anybody, but then someone all the way down the pipeline here, you know, down the gear system is getting just screwed because you got this change for yourself here. And understanding how all of those systems, you know, these gears that are just, you know, kind of interlaced with each other, how all of that interacts and relates is, is really the art of politics and government and uh, the private sector as well. And it's, um, yeah, um, I don't think a lot of people even apply themselves to this. Uh, because it's just it is too complicated for most I guess I don't know I think if people spent uh, as much time bitching about everything as they did listening to one another uh, and becoming more curious about what's happening around them and to them they might you know start changing what's happening and seeing that they actually have a lot more power then they have allowed themselves to believe. So, currently, at, um, at most Illinois colleges and universities, active guard members lose out on instruction because of scheduling conflicts that are now baked into this business-as-usual mindset. We have to break ourselves of this lackadaisical approach. You know, we're expecting more of ourselves as well as those in charge of making these decisions. You know, one of the things you find wherever you go in business or in government anywhere um, is that it is very hard to get that ship to decide that oh gosh maybe we shouldn't head keep heading in this direction towards the cliff or towards the iceberg or you know um, maybe we should be doing something different you know it's like everybody always complains about property taxes being so high right but yet they won't do anything to, to fundamentally change the tax structure in the state it just defies reason to me how they can be so blind, how they're connected, but I don't know. But I want to be clear about this too. No guard members have ever approached me with this story, okay? None. Nobody ever wanted me to do anything about this, trust me. I must be utterly clear and say that. Uh, it's a, this is just a narrative I've heard repeated um, and I've heard it for eight years, you know, told to me or heard around me again and again, right? Veterans and guard members don't complain or rarely do. You know, to do so would be contrary to serving the country. You know, and, um, and that's very clear. Now, 
often when I've heard these things, it's just kind of like um, just a little tidbit, like uh, to hear the uh, you know that they've had to play catch up, you know, or I've had to do this or that, um, you know, like two or three weeks. I think is you know of having to kind of condense that work and for themselves um, in order to catch up to where the rest of the you know their classmates are at in order to get caught up and it just is it never I just to me that just does not seem right it never has felt right and I don't see how anybody could you know stomach you know making that happen but I must say in every single occasion and faculty and staff do bend over backwards to accommodate these schedule issues for guard members it seems a shame to have their educational experience shortchanged or shortcut in any way and only because we can't manage a calendar effectively right you know this to me this is about these it's about getting shortchanged you know they are serving our country and they are supposed to be getting a benefit not a benefit with um, you know with some cuts to it so how ineffective are we Right? How ineffective are we at doing anything? Acknowledging something that's right before our eyes. Apparently, quite, quite ineffective. Can one special interest group or power center in higher education really not see the value of having guard members in their classrooms on campus from day one? I'm pretty certain that they know. In fact, I know they do. I know it. I know it. And that's why I know this is not some intentional slight, right? Because I've heard these other stories, right? Many moving stories have I heard about a veteran or guard member's presence in a class. If you're a student in an interactive lecture without that perspective of service and sacrifice it eliminates opportunities to elevate and expand the discussion and it also they these students these are special students to have in a classroom because they really are a model for you know work ethic and um, the way to conduct yourself you know, these are really some of the best students and workers anybody out there would tell you. Um, these are the people you want on your team. They know how to get things done. Um, so this cuts all ways by not having these schedules coincide with each other. And they're all government entities, you know. That's all we're talking about. Not, I'm not talking about the private sector here with the private education. You know, they can do whatever they want to do. I don't understand why they would want to screw people serving our country. But that's, you know, that's private schools can screw them. That's their choice. So why are we not asking the question why? 
Why are we doing this to Guard members? See, I always ask those questions. Why are we doing this to these communities? I mean, our communities, we are, they offer these students this opportunity to get an you know, opportunity to educate themselves by serving their country. And we're, so I see this as a slight to these communities as well, because we all know that there's only some communities in the nation that have, you know, really bore the break, the, you know, the weight um, of the sacrifice, you know, over the last 20 years. I think people know what I'm talking about. You know, because it was the National Guard that often was called up to go to our overseas military interventions that most would call wars. Too many know that service can lead to sacrifice. We shouldn't be asking the National Guard to sacrifice anything else at all. They shouldn't have to sacrifice anything in their college and university education. That is a benefit that they have been guaranteed one of the most successful government programs in existence. And when we started it, we didn't give it to black people. We need to be thinking more about how we can better serve each of them. It's then up to legislators, because I don't believe, the, I don't believe for one second that the universities or their unions that service their faculty and staff are going to, I don't believe for one second those folks are going to fix this on their own. There's no way. I don't believe that they have the will to do it. I don't. They'd have to prove me wrong, right? So then it's up to legislators and deciders to ask the right questions, right? To listen to the answers and incorporate all of this with their experience and in innovation to challenge the status quo with a better approach and structure moving forward. Well, we know these political parties are incapable of doing any of that. Yeah. I did see some glimmers of potential, actually, when I was in Sullivan uh, for that candidate forum. I did. It was interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting moment. Um, but, you know, but I just don't see that these political parties are capable of doing any of this. Because they're not doing it. They haven't been for a very long time. So it falls to us, the voters, to make these demands become a reality. We must be focused and targeted enough, consistent and loud enough, and from as diverse a chorus of voices as possible. You know, we need not just, you know, your blue collar, which we need. We need farmers. We need, you know, business owners. We need uh, people that can't find a job. And we need to support those people um, as they tell their story, you know. We need to include educators and, you know, people that are veterans. 
That's how I find these things because I listen to all of these people. I listen to everybody and try to find a way to bring it all together. Because I believe that most people want to do right by themselves and by others. They don't want to do harm. You know, I don't believe most people want to. You can believe otherwise. Some people are absolutely right, but then most people don't. They want to do the best for as many people. You know, sometimes the only people they can do best for is themselves or their family. And um, when people are in really bad way, right, survival mode, it really gets bad. But here, it seems like a pretty simple what the right answer is, right? It seems pretty simple that these schedules could be very easily cleaned up. You know, obviously not by fall, but maybe by 2023 or fall of 2023. You know, I believe these people are good people that are, you know, in faculty. I mean, why else would they dedicate their lives to educate people? Especially with all the attacks on education and everything these days. And, you know, the guards deserve us to fight for them because, you know, they are not inclined to do it, really, for themselves. You know, unless they're really getting harmed, and currently they really aren't. But I are they? It's hard to know. But they should, we shouldn't even have it as a question. So, at any rate, there you have it. I am... Um, so glad that you're tuning in thank you so much and um, you know I'm working on all sorts of things um, obviously I you never know where I'm gonna end up today um, so if cue in here a uh, interesting little bit um, so take care and we will keep fighting Every day. Thank you. You see, taxis are Ubers, the stars are YouTubers, Neil Tyson gave Pluto the axe. Cell phones got smarter, the oceans got hotter, the global economy collapsed. We get internet deals on our hyphenate meals like H3 vegan paleo sausage. We don't leave our homes thanks to Amazon drones. They track what we do through our watches. What's going on? Will we be okay? Has it all gone mad since we went away? Oh, update us please and put us at ease cause we've run out of jokes. About the 90s. Al Gore lost that cause of one hanging shag. W hunted for WMDs. Obama brought hope so Clinton thought dope. 2016 should be a real breeze. So Hillary finally broke that glass ceiling? No, but it certainly does feel like it's raining shards of glass all around us. The country's added it to the red and the blue. Facebook's a toxic waste of. The Fox fans are noting, the Russians are voting, and now there's a President Trump. We had chips in our brains, we no longer feel pain. There are worsening climate disasters. Now we live underground and we can't make a sound less. We are the our vote of our masters. Come south for revenge. We'd be birds without arms on our factory farms.
Wow, here comes the star, Plunko! I travel through time, following crime! 